What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And another day, another NFL draft rumor about the New York Giants. And today's is really interesting because of who it's coming from. Daniel Jeremiah, he holds a lot of weight in the NFL draft community. This is maybe the most listened to voice out of anybody in the NFL draft community. Daniel Jeremiah used to work in NFL front offices. He's connected with pretty much every front office in the NFL. What he says oftentimes is what ends up happening. He hears everything going on around the league. So when he says something about your team, you got to pay attention. When he says something about a particular prospect, it means a lot. It moves Vegas lines. It dictates what teams are going to do and what teams are thinking. And today he did say something pretty interesting about our New York Giants in his latest mock draft, mock draft 2.0 from Daniel Jeremiah. He had the Giants taking Jaden Daniels with the number six overall pick. Of course, Alex is thrilled about that. Alex is a very, very big Jaden Daniels fan. I also really like Jaden Daniels. But then if you read the little excerpt underneath the pick from Daniel Jeremiah, he said, quote, I wouldn't rule out the Giants trying to move up for a quarterback. But in the scenario, Daniels falls into their lap, end quote. But really right there, that sentence that Daniel Jeremiah wouldn't rule out the Giants trying to trade up for a quarterback, that is big news. Again, what he says you know he's plugged in, you know he's hearing things around the league or even within the Giants building because he's so well connected. So him saying that he wouldn't rule out the Giants trying to trade up for a quarterback means if you if you connect that to some of the other reports that we've discussed on this channel, there are definitely some internal conversations happening inside the New York Giants building, in my opinion. We heard last week from Jordan Rannon of ESPN, who, like I mentioned, was really plugged in in last year's draft that the Giants have a first-round quarterback on the table. It's one of the options that they're considering. And now you're hearing Daniel Jeremiah saying that they might look to trade up. There's a lot going on here. We're also hearing, same day as this report, the Patriots are looking to trade down. So that could be an option for the New York Giants moving to number three. And Jaden Daniels, very likely to be there with the third overall pick. So we're going to go ahead and unpack this in today's episode, kind of react to Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft and report, discuss how we feel about the New York Giants potentially trading up. And I really do want to dive into into this with you, Alex, and kind of discuss how much would we be willing to move uh, to trade to move up to the number three overall pick. But before I dive into all this, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Comment your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you listen to Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And how excited are you by Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft landing the New York Giants than Jaden Daniels with the number six overall pick? Well, my days just got a lot better, my friend. As you said, Jaden Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah, Jaden Jeremiah. I'm so excited about this guy. Daniel Jeremiah is certainly plugged in. And look, you know, you think about all the rumors we've heard, all the narratives. The Giants are looking for a quarterback. Is it going to be a veteran? Is it going to be a draft pick? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, the Bears don't seem likely to be moving out. Um, you know, the Washington Commanders need a quarterback. And the Patriots, their roster is so bad that, you know, I've heard multiple analysts say, not just Daniel Jeremiah saying that the Patriots could likely go for more of a blue chip uh, player and then go for the quarterback later because they're just going to ruin a quarterback based on how bad their team is. Um, they just aren't ready for that level of for that level of talent or that quarterback just yet. They might go for a veteran, smooth things over, use that as a bridge to build a roster, and then get the, get the rookie. So... Uh, kind of how I feel about it right now is the Patriots are in a spot where they could get some draft capital in return and really tool up for the future, you know, uh, reset. 
The Bears obviously have two first-round picks. They have a pretty decent roster, and they're looking to get that new quarterback. It could be Caleb Williams. We don't know just yet. It could be Jake May that goes to three. It could be Jaden Daniels. We just don't know. But Daniel Jeremiah is saying, and for what it's worth, he doesn't include mock trades in his in his uh, mocks, right? So, like, there's no trades involved. So, he has Jaden Daniels going to six, but if there were trades involved, we're estimating that the Giants would have to move up to the third overall pick to get a player like this. Now, am I doing this? Absolutely. And, and for what it's worth, Anthony, we were talking about giving away three first-round picks, not more than two, three weeks ago, to go to first overall, to get one of the top three quarterbacks. And for me... I think any three of those guys, May, Daniels, or Caleb Williams, could all end up becoming stars, right? Any of those three guys. I, I have them graded a bit differently on my own board, but I think all of them have the capacity and the qualities to be very good quarterbacks in the NFL long term. So with that being said, the Giants have the ability now to go get one of the top three quarterbacks if the Patriots are willing to trade down. Now, now the rumors are coming out. There's, there's, where there's smoke, there's usually fire that they could do that. Um, if the Giants want to move, what are they going to have to give up for it? Well, it's going to be a hell of a lot less than three first-round picks, that's for sure. So what I'm thinking, and I look, you look at the NFL draft chart, it's about 800 points. That's the difference between the third and sixth overall pick. It's about, I mean, given the premium tax you have to pay for getting a quarterback, you're not just moving up for, like, a receiver or a pass rusher. You're moving up for the most important position in football. You've got to tack on an extra 100 or 200 points on top of it. So you're looking at the Giants likely giving up the what is worth two second-round picks. Or... You could float the idea of a 2025 first-round pick. So I'll ask you guys in the comments section on YouTube, <clears throat> would you rather give up two first-round picks in 2024 or a first-round pick in 2025 now? Let's estimate that getting a quarterback like a Jaden, like a May, we win more games. I think right off the bat they're going to be equal, if not better, than Daniel Jones coming off an ACL tear. Um, you could argue against that. I'd love to hear your reasoning. Um, I think Jaden Daniels walks in and is a better player than Daniel Jones on day one, personally. Um, I do believe that we win more football games. I do believe that our draft pick probably won't be a top 10 pick next season. So, you know, that team, like a Patriots that acquires that pick, is definitely uh, forfeiting that. But the Giants... Think about how you can supplement the loss of your first-round pick in 2025. Well, I'll give you a really simple logic to follow here. If you draft the quarterback now and you let Daniel Jones go and take the out in his contract, you open up a substantial amount of money. If you don't take the out in Daniel Jones' contract, you're now locked into a $50 million or $46 million cap hit where you have no money to spend. You can't go get a receiver. You can't go get a pass rusher. You can't go get this. You can't go get that. But if you take the quarterback and you take the Alton Jones's deal, you open up 30 plus million dollars in, in salary space. What does that pay for? Well, how about Brandon Ayuk? How about C.D. Lamb? How about Justin Jefferson? How about half the freaking top-tier receivers? I mean, look, again, some of these guys are probably going to get franchise tagged or extended, so I don't ex estimate they will hit the open market. But you now have the opportunity to say, if one of these guys does hit the open market, we have a young stud quarterback with a lot of potential, and we have the money to go out and sign a receiver. We don't have to draft one. Or you take one in the second round this year, and you hope he develops into a WR1, a guy like Xavier Leggett. There's a lot of other options here who have plenty of potential, tons of uh, wide receivers in this draft class. So the financial flexibility you open up by drafting a quarterback offsets that first-round pick, in my opinion, to a degree. Maybe not entirely, but it offsets it to a degree. That's the logic that I follow in my own head. So I'm okay giving up a first-round pick for next year uh, in 2025 to land a quarterback now uh, because of the financial flexibility you get in return. So, you know, I want to get your thoughts on that. Obviously, what are you willing to give up? What do you think it's going to cost? But I do think that it's in the best interest of the Giants to reset that rookie window. And for what it's worth, we, we hire Brian Dable because of his ability to mold quarterbacks. If we never give him the quarterback he chooses, 
I feel as though we kind of wasted a little bit of time here. I know Daniel Jones had committed to him. They gave him a little bit of money. They wanted to see what he had. John Mara wanted that to be the the the, pop, the probability. They wanted him to pan out. He was a great face of the franchise. You know, he doesn't do anything stupid. He's a good dude. Hard work ethic. I get it. I know why they wanted Daniel Jones to succeed. But, you know, you look at the alternative here, and I think it's time we give Dable the piece he wants, the guy he needs to make this team special long-term. So I think that that's kind of the right direction to go in. And I agree with you. I think the the right direction for this New York Giants team is to find their next franchise quarterback. To answer your first question, the big question here with the Giants and trading up, how much are you willing to give up, right? Because you're only talking about moving up three spots, going from six to three. But why would that be so expensive? Look at picks eight through 14. All of those teams pretty much need a new quarterback. I'll list them out for you. You've got obviously the Giants at six, but then at eight, the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to be in the market for quarterback and A lot of rumors indicate that they might want to trade up to the number three overall pick. Then you have the Jets at 10. While they're unlikely to take a first-round quarterback, I wouldn't completely rule it out. They are kind of having ideas about a succession plan behind Aaron Rodgers after seeing the way that things went with Zach Wilson last season. Then you have at 11, the Minnesota Vikings, who are very likely to be trading up or looking for a quarterback in this draft. Denver Broncos at 12, again, looking for a quarterback. Las Vegas Raiders at 13, looking for a quarterback. And the New Orleans Saints at 14, also looking for a quarterback. So all of those teams pretty much in that cluster from 8 to 14 are quarterback needy teams. So if the Patriots want to trade down, there's a competitive market and there's no shortage of opportunities for them to move down in this draft. So that then it becomes up to the New York Giants to say, hey, you want to move down, but you don't want to move down too far, right? Let's move you down to six. We move up to three, get our quarterback. You don't have to move too far back. But even still, the Patriots are going to say, hey, but we're fine moving to eight. It's only two more spots. We still feel like we can get a blue chip prospect. So what's your best offer, New York Giants? And that's where the Giants are going to have to raise their price tag. So what I'm going to say here, the, the, the kind of price tag that I project might sound like an overpay, but it's really about the supply and the demand. The demand for quarterbacks this offseason, very high. The supply, higher than usual, but still never high at the quarterback spot. It's never a high supply for talented quarterback prospects. So to move up those three spots, It might be a tough bridge to sell to a lot of Giants fans. They might be very upset to hear it, but I think a first-round pick might have to be involved in that trade package. Now the Giants do have two second-round picks. So if this weren't a trade for a quarterback and there wasn't such a competitive market for quarterbacks, I would probably say the Giants give up one of their two second-round picks and then maybe a future second-round pick, and that gets the deal done to move up those three spots. However, you've got all these teams behind the Giants that are also trying to trade up for a quarterback, so that's going to drive up the price. If the Giants want to move up those three spots and get that QB, they are going to have to pay up and overpay for the draft pick. And again, I think that's going to involve maybe a second-round pick this year and a first-round pick next year. Hopefully not both. Hopefully they can get away with just doing a second in this year's draft and moving a first. But what I will say is, You brought up this question to me before we started recording, Alex, and I thought it was a really good question. And would you rather the Giants give up the two second-round picks in this year's draft or a first-round pick in next year's draft? And I told you I'd rather give up the first-round pick in next year's draft. I think that this team needs reinforcements right now. You can find between now and the next year's draft a way to to acquire an additional first-round pick. There are different ways that you can do that. But generally speaking... There's a lot of talent in this year's draft class, that's for sure. You don't know what next year's draft class looks like just yet. I'd rather bank on the talent that I know than the talent that I don't know. So for the New York Giants, having those two second-round picks in this loaded draft class 
is really valuable. This is like the best year for them to have those two second round picks because there is just an endless well of wide receiver talent that should be available in the second round. This is a deep offensive line class, a deep pass rusher class. All these needs that the Giants have, they can address them in these first two rounds with these three draft picks. So I'd rather hold on to those two second round picks, maybe part ways with some middle round picks in this year's draft, maybe throw away a first round pick in next year's draft. It's tough to say goodbye to a first round pick in the future, but again, to move up those three spots and get a franchise quarterback, if you if you hit on the franchise quarterback, it doesn't matter what you gave up. It's worth it. Ask any of those teams that have made those trades. Ask the New York Giants when they made that trade for Eli Manning and gave up a future first-round pick. They made that trade to move up three spots, essentially. What they did there, they didn't move up in the draft. Of course, Eli was drafted by the Chargers, but they still gave up a future first-round pick to swap Phillip Rivers in for uh, Eli Manning. I think I said Aaron Rodgers for Eli Manning. But Eli Manning was the, the the obvious move there for the New York Giants, brought them two Super Bowl wins. That's the idea here if you're the Giants trying to move up to the third overall pick. If you feel like Drake May or Jaden Daniels can be the face of your franchise, bring you those two Super Bowls or more, then you're fine sacrificing that future first-round pick, or at least I personally am. But there is another side of this argument, Alex, that I'm curious to hear your, your take on. This team has a lot of holes, and we've discussed that plenty of times. There are so many needs all over this roster. Wide receiver, quarterback, offensive line, cornerback, uh, defensive line depth, pass rushing depth, safety if they don't re-sign Xavier McKinney, running back if they don't re-sign Saquon Barkley. So we're talking about trading up to draft a quarterback. Some fans might advocate for trading down and waiting to draft a quarterback. How do you feel about that? Because I know that's kind of a hot topic. Do you think that this team needs to be aggressive, go get its quarterback, sacrifice some of these draft picks and, and some of these assets to get that quarterback? Or do you think it's more important for them to build out their roster completely by trading down and finding a quarterback that can bridge the gap later on? Well, you know what? It's a good question. And, you know, I'm kind of tired of playing conservative ball. You know what I mean? Like we've been trading back, skipping out on blue chip prospects, waiting, being patient. It's time for us to go get our damn guy, my friends. It's time for us to go get our damn quarterback for the future because I'm tired of waiting around for this team to figure it out, waiting around for this team to develop talent they clearly aren't capable of developing. We're hoping Carmen Pacello's helped this offensive line. We're hoping some of these new coaches can usher in a new regimen or a new era of better quality Giants football. I'm tired of waiting. Like, we've been waiting and sitting here for guys to reach their potential for years it's time that we finally see that happen and we inject the quarterback to help expedite that process. A great quarterback can help expedite a process more than any other player, right? If you want to trade back, you want to wait, you want to bet on J.J. McCarthy, you're going to have to wait a year or two to even see the guy. I don't think he's ready to man an NFL offense right now. He could be, he could be a solid quarterback in the future, 100%. But I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I think he needs at least a year of development um, to finally get to that point where I feel comfortable or any team feels comfortable with him running an offense at the NFL level. Maybe the Atlanta Falcons will have him compete with Desmond Ritter and Tyler Heineke right off the bat, and he wins the job, and they go with that, and he he operates a run-heavy offense just like he did in Michigan, and it works. That sounds plausible to me. But the Giants are not going in the direction of run heavy, my friends. They're about to let Saquon Barkley go. They want an, they want a quarterback who dominates the, the deeper portions of the field. And and Anthony, I think you're gonna like this stat. You want to know who led the uh, the team? I guess led the league in receptions downfield or receptions, you know, um, or the longest average reception. I think it was Tyrod Taylor. You know, Tyrod Taylor was throwing the ball deeper than any quarterback in football when he was playing. And guys, 
You know what know that tells me? The Giants want to run an offense that focuses on downfield explosive plays, just like Ryan Dable did in Buffalo. So why the hell are you going to get a quarterback who who's who's better handing the ball off in more shorter concepts? JJ McCarthy has a fine deep ball. You know that's one of the the few things that like a lot of people will you know kind of disregard. His deep ball is, is totally fine. It's a good deep ball. Jaden Daniels is in another freaking level, right? Like it's another realm of deep ball, another realm of quality, um, which is why I feel as though he's a perfect fit for this offense. Like. Like a lot, I, people have heard me say like he reminds me of Tyrod Taylor, but like imagine Tyrod Taylor with superior athleticism, a much better health history, and better arm talent right now, right? Like that's the upside there is significant. It's it's unseeable. You can't see how how great Jaden Daniels could be. A lot of people will point to his skinny frame. A lot of people will point to is he going to stay healthy? Well, guys, everyone's everyone's kind of take on it is well he's going to get hit and get hurt. He's going to make a bad decision. These are all things within his control. If Jaden Daniels slides, if Jaden Daniels gets down, if Jaden Daniels gets out of bounds, he can avoid these big hits. It's just about being composed and disciplined as a runner. And if you can, if he can learn how to be disciplined in that regard, he's going to be a really damn good football player in this league. I mean, the backside digs, I was just watching a clip on, on Twitter. One of the most difficult throws, one of the best throws. You sent it to me just a second ago. You know, those throws are NFL caliber. That is what oftentimes, those backside digs is what makes it, likely that you can pan out because you're getting to your third progression in that entire system, that entire uh, process. And he's hitting those back di- backside digs with ease, on the on the money, in stride, with with uh, you know accuracy and, and and power behind his throws. You guys know I love Jaden Daniels. You guys know I love his his skill set. I think he would translate in this offense perfectly because he opens up the running game for you, and he sure as hell opens up the deep passing game for you. And I think that's the direction the Giants are going. Their, their offense, they want to be explosive. And the offensive line getting better will help usher that new era of explosive football into the into MetLife. However, I think that if they can train a guy like Daniels to utilize his mobility, not to just take off running, but to reset the pocket like you watched Lamar Jackson do, I think Jay Nails is a, is a better quarterback, passing quarterback, than Lamar Jackson um, in terms of his arm talent, his deep ball accuracy, different players entirely. If he can learn how to be a little bit like Lamar in the way that he operates in the pocket, resets, uses his blockers, uses the, the guys around him to his advantage, you're going to see Jaden Dales become a lot better because he's going to be um, not taking as many risks with his legs and not just taking off and getting and risking getting injured. He could stand to gain a little bit more weight, and I agree with you on that point as well, the, the people that are questioning that. So, you know, I kind of went on a little Jaden tangent as I normally do. You guys know I can't stop myself. Uh, but when it comes to trading back, as you mentioned, kind of how this all started, I'm not a proponent of that because I think it's time for us to be aggressive. Go get the guy that we need to be long-term uh, winners and not trade back and hope to God we luck into a player that's going to slip through the cracks. And if they're slipping through the cracks, it means other teams have concerns, right? Um, so I definitely feel as though got to be aggressive. Let's not wait around and miss out on our Micah Parsons, miss out on our Rashawn Slater, and end up with our Kadarius Tonys. Let's go get the damn guy that's going to change this organization for the next 10 years. And I'm in the boat. I'm in that exact boat with you. But I think that kind of ties back into the conversation that you just began about Jaden Daniels because focusing on this Daniel Jeremiah report, it was combined with this mock draft where he had the Giants taking Jaden Daniels with the number six overall pick. And that's the big question mark here. Can the Giants move to three and get the guy that they want? So on my board, personally, I know you mentioned on yours, you love Jaden Daniels. You, you think highly of him. I like Drake May. I think Drake May is the quarterback that the New York Giants should be targeting no matter what. But if Drake May isn't on the board at number three and it's Jaden Daniels, 
I know you're all in on it and you're super excited. I'd be a little bit apprehensive. Uh, I love Jaden Daniels, and I think he's got franchise quarterback potential. But in terms of projects and having the right environment for a project, I have my question marks about do the Giants have a situation where Jaden Daniels can step in and immediately succeed, especially if you are talking about giving up that future first-round pick in order to get Jaden Daniels. You almost need him to produce immediately because if you don't, it becomes a Bryce Young thing where, yeah, Bryce Young might be super talented and the Panthers probably still believe in him long-term, but they also don't have the number one overall pick in this year's draft because they have Bryce Young. Maybe they would have preferred to have the opportunity to draft Caleb Williams, you know, and that could come back and bite you. So for the Giants, do you feel comfortable that you can trade away that first round pick and have no regrets one year later, right? You can get Jaden Daniels and not feel regret and feel completely confident in him in 2025. And I feel more confident that I would I would feel that way if the Giants drafted Drake May than I do if they drafted Jaden Daniels. But there are some things about Jaden Daniels that tell you he could succeed as a rookie. First of all, he's an elite athlete. That helps. Second of all, he's a perfect fit in Brian Dable's offense. You mentioned it, Tyrod Taylor. They have a very similar playing style. I think my pro comparison for Jaden Daniels is a more dynamic Tyrod Taylor. They both throw very pretty deep balls. I think Jaden Daniels' throw is one of the best deep balls I've ever seen. I think he's a great processor. He throws in rhythm, and he's got athleticism. All those things are strengths that are needed in Brian Dable's offense. However, Drake May stacks up even better in those categories, or at least in a few of them, not the athleticism, but in a few of them, making those pro throws, getting to that backside dig, throwing across the middle of the field, throwing with timing and accuracy and with arm strength. That's Drake May. He looks like Josh Allen to me. And we know Brian Dable loved coaching Josh Allen, turned Josh Allen into a star in this offense. So could the Giants maybe think, all right, well, we love these quarterbacks and we want to draft one and we want to trade up for one but we're only willing to trade up for the Josh Allen one, which is Drake May. If Jaden Daniels happens to fall into our laps, okay, great, we're going to take him, but we're not going to be aggressive and move up and go get him. I think there's a scenario that exists here where the Giants only feel comfortable trading up for two of these quarterbacks in this class and not three of them. Now, I agree with you. If you are the New York Giants and you're serious about rebuilding this team and bringing this team to the forefront of the NFL— You're going to have to study these quarterbacks, and if you feel like all three of them can potentially be franchise quarterbacks, you have to be willing to move up for any three of them, if you feel like any three of them can be that franchise guy. So I love Jaden Daniels. If he does fall into their laps at six, it's a home run. It's a dream come true. I don't think it happens in this draft, again, because of all those teams from eight to 14 that want to move up and draft a quarterback. But I guess we'll just kind of talk more about Jaden Daniels, right, and just say, what we like about him, what we don't like. Alex, you you do praise Jaden Daniels quite a bit. And I know you kind of hinted towards how I've said his size and his frame maybe is going to be a problem in the NFL. But I think it's fair to kind of ask you, what are some of the things that might might make you hesitant in Jaden Daniels? What are some of the weaknesses that you see, right? You We talk a lot about his strengths, but if the Giants are serious about taking Jaden Daniels, whether it be at six or moving up to three, what are some of the things that you think could maybe go wrong for the New York Giants in that scenario? Well, I mean, with any prospect comes a great deal of responsibility and risk, right? You know, every single guy has their cons. I think we've we've looked over Jaden Daniels enough. And <clears throat> the primary one is his frame. The primary one is increased injury probability. The other one is he's a little older, right? He's going to be 24 during his rookie season. Um, that is certainly a bit older than you'd like for, for a prospect. Uh, but again, like I, I do think that, you know, if, if you hold a guy in high regard and you think that he can be great, it, you know, you, you, you take the gamble. You take the risk because, look, 
a 21-year-old like J.J. McCarthy could flop. A 24-year-old could, J.J. Nails could also flop. You just, you never know. I'll give you a perfect example. Go look at what the Jets got out of Jermaine Johnson. 24-year-old rookie was one of the best pass rushers last year in football. Um, so age sometimes doesn't matter. Maybe indicates more maturity. You know, you could you could make the argument on either side of that. Also, quarterback, the longevity of the, of the position is substantially greater than any other position in football, aside from maybe kicker. So, like, that's kind of uh, the take I would say on the age aspect of it. I think that he can make an, an instant impact. The, the negatives are that sometimes his timing is off. Um, sometimes he's a little bit inconsistent with his accuracy. He had a very good LSU team last year with very good receivers and very good offensive line play. So, you know, is that going to drop off substantially because of less receiving talent and less uh, efficient uh, offensive line play? Well, naturally, you'd say absolutely. But you make that I make the same argument with any player, whether it's Daniel Jones or Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's going to be a guy, you know, if you're going to have a bad offensive line and bad receivers, I mean, look, <laughs> maybe Mahomes is the, is the one guy that can make those things work. He did it this past year with a very questionable uh, receiver core. But again, Travis Kelsey does not hurt. And Rashi Rice was a stud as a rookie. So, you know, definitely shout out to those guys for stepping up. But, you know, the Giants have a much more peculiar uh, peculiar situation unraveling here because we don't know the future of Saquon Barkley. We don't know if, we don't know if Darren Waller is going to be cut. Um, we don't know if Jalen Hyatt is going to continue his development. We don't know if they can land another receiver. There's a lot of questions right now for the Giants. And they don't have a ton of money to spend because of the Daniel Jones contract. And they could restructure. I mean, look. This is Anthony, like, <clears throat> in my opinion, you go this direction. If you go, if you draft the quarterback, you restructure Andrew Thomas, you restructure um, Dexter Lawrence, you open up about $25 million in salary space, which you've said many times, and you have now you have money to spend this offseason, and then you take the out in Daniel Jones's contract, and you basically have all the money in the world to spend. You have really healthy cap space. You're off that big quarterback contract, and you have a rookie quarterback who, by the way, at the sixth overall pick or even the third is a lot cheaper than the first overall pick. So at a pretty relatively cheap cost for the next four to five seasons, and you have the freedom to spend out of your mind solving weaknesses. You can go out and get a star pass rusher. You can get a quality CB2. Maybe you want to go out and get a top receiver. Maybe you want to pair Jaden Daniels with Michael Pittman. You know, it could be a variety of options here. Maybe you just draft someone in the second round and say, hey, like this is where we're going to go. And then next year you wait until free agency and try to get one of those top receivers in the draft class. And it could not be Jaden Daniels. It could be Drake May. I'm by, for what it's worth, I like Drake May. I would love to have either of those guys. I just think we need one of those top three quarterbacks. I think Drake May has... Uh, you know, a fair amount of cons on his film. You know, I like Jaden Moore, but Drake May has the upside to be a phenomenal player at the NFL level. He has ridiculous zip on his passes, underrated athlete, good processor, can make those like what the hell lefty throws. You know, like you, you see him do special things. Um, and the Giants need a special player. And one of those three top quarterbacks can be special talents. And, uh, and right now, I think that's the direction we have to go. Jaden Nails has his weaknesses. I'm not saying he doesn't. I just love the upside in our offense specifically. I think he's a perfect fit for the Brian Dable offense of making things happen, explosive plays, downfield concepts, taking uh, taking risks with accuracy. If you want a quarterback to take those risks, there may not be a better one than Jaden Daniels in this draft class. Maybe Caleb Williams is the, is the other option there, but Jaden's deep ball accuracy is next to none. If you want to give guys like Jalen Hyatt an opportunity to be studs at the NFL level, a guy like Daniels is going to be the one that maximizes a talent of that capacity. Um, that's kind of my take. I think it fits well with what we need. And I think that, you know, Drake may could also be a great fit for us too, in his own respects. And there's definitely talents there to work with, but like any prospect, nothing is guaranteed. They're all, they all have weaknesses, but the strengths of Jaden align with what I think the Giants 
are trying to do on offense for the future. And I'm in agreement with you. I think that he perfectly fits. And again, it's like Tyrod Taylor comp that I keep coming back to. But one of the things that I also want to bring up, you know, for certain Giants fans who maybe think the Giants should not go for a quarterback in this draft, they should stick with Daniel Jones. What it really boils down to is do you feel like Daniel Jones can become a top five to 10 quarterback in the NFL in the next several seasons? Because if not, Super Bowl window closes and you wasted it. Um, you need a top 10 quarterback in this NFL. When you're talking about these last Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, top 10 quarterback, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady again. You've got all of these quarterbacks that were winning these Super Bowls over these past five years, and all of them are top 10 quarterbacks. Even the quarterbacks on the other teams, Joe Burrow, a top 10 quarterback, Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy, fringe top 10 quarterback talents, but they lost. You really need top five quarterback talent, right? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo obviously making it with the 49ers five years ago, but not being enough to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. If you don't feel like you have a top 10 quarterback, you got to do everything in the world that you can to get a top 10 quarterback. That's just the nature of this current NFL. That's the reality of the modern passing attack and offense. So for the New York Giants, if they do not feel like Daniel Jones can become a top 5-10 to 10 quarterback at any point in his career, then they do need to make a change at quarterback and find a new franchise quarterback. So then they have to decide, can Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, or Drake May one day become a top 5-10 to 10 quarterback? Do they feel that way? And if they say yes to any of those three or all three of those quarterbacks— Yes, they can become top five to 10 guys with a proper coaching and development, then they need to make the move to go ahead and get one of those quarterbacks. And I do think Jaden Daniels, there is a world that exists where if he is coached properly, developed in the right system and the right scheme with the right amount of players and talent around him, he can be a top 10 quarterback. So Jaden Daniels to the Giants at six in this mock draft. I love it. I think it's a dream come true. If they trade up to him at number three, Let's see what they have to give up to do that. I think it's going to be quite a lot because there's a lot of teams that want to move up for quarterback. I think they'd have to give up up a lot for Jaden Daniels, but I do think there's a world that exists where Jaden Daniels is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And if that's the case, you make the move to get to the number three overall pick and take Jaden Daniels. Now, you're going to sacrifice some assets. You're going to lose out on a couple draft picks here and there to build some more talent around this roster. Jaden Daniels isn't stepping into a 49ers situation that Brock Purdy stepped into. He's not going to have two all-pro level receivers, an all-pro level left tackle, an all-pro running back, and a stacked defense. Jaden Daniels isn't going to have that with the New York Giants. But if you hold on to those second-round picks, make some moves in free agency, he could step into an offense that has himself a couple good weapons that are young and developing that he can develop alongside. And hopefully the coaching of Brian Dable shines through like it did with Josh Allen. And you can turn Jaden Daniels into a top 10 quarterback and be competitive and maybe go to some of these Super Bowls and hopefully face off against Patrick Mahomes and be this generation's Eli Manning that knocks off this generation's Tom Brady. That's what the New York Giants need to hope for. But again, they won't be able to do that unless they reboot this quarterback position and get somebody for Brian Dable to mold from start to finish. Get there at the beginning of his career and begin to coach him. I think that it's a really interesting point to make where with Daniel Jones, he took that big step forward his first year with Brian Dable, but you can argue that all of those years that he spent being coached by Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens, Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, all these different co coaches and coordinators that the Giants churned through during this uh, Daniel Jones era stunted his growth and development and held him back. There were certain tendencies that he had under Shermer that he didn't have under Garrett. Maybe, maybe positively or negatively. And all of that change has really affected Daniel Jones. And so it's not really so much for the Giants fans who are Daniel Jones. It's not so much that Daniel Jones isn't good enough to be a top 10 quarterback or whatever. 
but in many ways the Giants failed him and hurt his development and so now he will never be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL and it's maybe not all his fault but maybe a lot of it is the Giants fault but now the Giants have a rare opportunity to restart with a bridge quarterback in place in Daniel Jones which is a super important and underrated talking point in this equation they have an opportunity to restart with a very prolific quarterback prospect and hopefully go ahead and develop him properly and not have so many coaching changes and personnel changes that are going to stunt his growth. They can let Brian Dable, who's been known to develop quarterback talent, get his hands on a young quarterback and develop him from start to finish. It's a very rare opportunity. And because the Giants have this opportunity, because Joe Shane and Brian Dable have been here before with the Buffalo Bills, they know how important it is to take advantage of this opportunity, get it right, and restart this quarterback window, restart this Super Bowl window. So I think that that the Daniel Jeremiah quote there saying that they're going to look to to trade up for a quarterback, it says a lot to me. I think that it is the right decision. It's something that the Giants at the very least need to explore. But then again, we do a free agency coming up. We'll see what happens with this Giants team. If they get decimated, can't re-sign any of their free agents, and they don't sign anybody of impact or of quality, maybe trading down will be an option. We, we don't know just yet, but we'll see. And I think that there is a lot of weight to be held by Daniel Jeremiah's comments and by all these mock drafts that keep sending quarterbacks the Giants' way. It's going to be a really exciting offseason. I can't wait to continue to tackle it, discuss more of these quarterbacks. We've been doing a few film breakdowns. You guys have really liked those. Malik Neighbors, Brock Bowers. I think we have to do Jaden Daniels next, Alex. I think that makes the most sense. We keep talking about him. The fans keep asking for it. So sometime this week, we'll, we will hit you guys with a Jaden Daniels episode, break him down, take a look at his film, and discuss why we think he could be a top-10 quarterback in this upcoming NFL draft. So before we uh, wrap it up, though, Alex, do you have any last-minute thoughts, kind of anything else to say about Daniel Jeremiah kind of indicating that the Giants are looking at the quarterbacks? I mean, look, I think my final take here on the situation is look, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, I love the narrative building that the Giants could land Jaden. I love the narrative building the Giants can go up and be aggressive and get their quarterback at three, spending a lot less than moving up to one. Uh, but it's all hearsay. It's all draft talk until we finally see it happen. So the next couple of weeks are going to be a long, drawn-out process until we get to the draft. I think we have like two months here, but it's going to come. It's going to happen fast, right? It's going to happen quickly. And at the end of the day, um, we got a lot in between. Then free agency is going to be exciting. We have Saquon Barkley in the franchise tag uh, that expires on March fifth. Another subject to discuss. A lot will happen between now and the draft. The combine obviously is going to be massive. We'll see how some of these guys. Uh, you know, kind of grayed out and whatnot, and the rumors that come from there. The free agency, you know, kind of situation will be interesting. I think we'll have to discuss some cornerbacks, we'll have to discuss some pass rushers, and maybe an offensive lineman or two. So we'll take a look at all these guys for you. You know, you don't have to go anywhere to find out all that information. Uh, but I do think uh, the next couple of months are going to be certainly exciting. Lots of rumors, lots of news, but I'm liking this Jaden Daniels narrative for now. So am I, and it's worth noting that this Daniel Jeremiah kind of rumor that he's started here happens a week before the NFL Combine. I'm sure that he's going to release another mock draft shortly after the NFL Combine, after he's there. He's going to be at the Combine. He's going to talk to GMs, scouts. He's going to hear a lot of things. And then if we hear again that the New York Giants are still interested in trading up, then we really know things are heating up because right now the Giants are in that building preparing for the NFL Combine, which starts in six days. After the combine, they're going to start finalizing their draft boards and preparing for the NFL draft in April. It's going to be a really exciting time next week during the combine. We're going to hear a lot of rumors. We're going to hear a lot of conversations about Saquon Barkley because we know that his representatives are meeting with the Giants at the combine. Same thing for Xavier McKinney. A lot of rumors pouring out in the next couple weeks, but we got you covered on all of it. Everything surrounding the New York Giants right here 
on Fireside Giants. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Comment your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you listen to Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants.